there, mom and dad. Welcome back to the Raising Competitors podcast. My name's Jake Thompson. I'm a speaker and the founder at Compete Every Day. But most importantly for today, I'm your host on the Raising Competitors show, a podcast we created specifically for you to help the parents of youth athletes learn ways they can equip their athletes with the mindset and mental performance skills so that they're set up to succeed in school, in sports, and in life. We know that the lessons and things learned during sports translate to so many other areas of life, and we know that your job as a parent is not an easy one. So my whole goal with creating this show, with the conversations I have on this show, is simply to help you, give you additional resources and information and applications you can apply in your household to help your kid be set up not only to succeed on the field, but most importantly, succeed throughout their life. Today's guest, Nicole Dennis, is a licensed counselor and longtime athlete who's now pivoted into working with softball players at all ages on both the physical skill development to excel on the diamond, as well as the mental side. We get into a number of different things around her journey, around the things she wishes she had known when she was playing, the lessons and things that she implements today, and how she works one-on-one with parents and with athletes to make sure the kids are focused on the right things. They're not distracted by everything in the world all around us, but they're constantly growing and looking for ways to embrace the process, love the game, and just love the idea of building a growth mindset. As always, to support the show, you can share this episode, share the Raising Competitors podcast with another parent you know, with someone on your child's team, someone in your community. Help us get the word out about the Raising Competitors podcast or support the show by picking up something at competeeveryday.com. You can use the code podcast to get 15% off any order at competeeveryday.com. And know that every purchase there helps support our team, helps support us keep our coffee cups full as we continue to produce shows not only for the Raising Competitors podcast, but our other show, Compete Every Day podcast. If you haven't checked that one out yet, I want to highly recommend you do so. We put out new episodes every Wednesday and bonus episodes a few times a month on Friday. So find all of that out as well as all past episodes of the Raising Competitors podcast at podcast.competeeveryday.com. That's podcast.competeeveryday.com. And all iTunes, Spotify, your favorite podcast listener. Now, without further ado, let me welcome to the show, Nicole Dennis. Nicole, welcome to the podcast today. How are you? Hi, Jake. I'm good. How are you? Great. I'm excited to have you on the show today. I know we were connected by one of the members of our community who knows you and is a big fan of of what you've done with Be Complete. And so before we dive into the work you're doing now, the athletes you're working with, let's back up a little bit and give everyone kind of a overview picture of of who you are uh, and how you got into coaching and working with athletes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I grew up playing softball my whole life and played at the University of Oklahoma for Coach Patty Gasso, just a legend over there um, in the past couple of years, really, you know, big time, big time softball. And it was big time when I played, which was back 03 to 06 is when I was there, the seasons I played. Um, and I was a pitcher and really went in as a big time, everyone that goes in there is a big time athlete and really struggled uh, mentally, especially my first two 
seasons, freshman and sophomore, and went through some adversity. I had um, a heart uh, arrhythmia my sophomore year when everything was going well for me and had to really work through that. And so during my time there, I got connected with the sports psychologist that they, at the time, was kind of a new thing. Now almost every bigger college at least has a sports psychology um, department working with their athletes. And so through that, I really just connected. It, it really, you know, kind of touched me and helped me out a lot. And so since that experience, I earned my master's in uh, counseling and went on to practice mental health therapy for nine years now. And uh, <laughs> all the while, I continue giving one-on-one -on -one pitching lessons with just kind of local girls and kind of as a side gig. And in 2018, I decided to go all in on the lessons and kind of combine the two. So I give pitching lessons in the evening, and then I see my mental health slash performance clients during the day, which consists of um, professional athletes, collegiate athletes, and some amateur athletes as well, where we sit in an office setting. Um, and then in 2019, opened up the doors to our softball training facility. We have four instructors now, including myself would be five, and coach and teach pitching, hitting, catching, defensive lessons, and also host team camps, host team building, and uh, work on a lot of mental skills with our younger athletes. And then, like I said, during the day, I have professional, collegiate, adult athletes where we're working on their performance in whatever sport that they play, not just strictly softball. So yeah, it's been a journey. Awesome. <laughs> I, I, I can imagine. Let me ask you a little bit about kind of your college playing days and what some of the mm -hmm. mental struggles that, that you battled were specifically. What, where did they start to kind of rear their ugly head, I should say? Sure. Um, yeah. And let's start there. Sure. Um, I wish I could go back and coach myself so much. <laughs> when I started as a freshman, I expected myself to be perfect. And anything less was just devastating. So to the point where it was, it, it's unreasonable. And so I, you know, when I talk with my clients and even the girls we work with, I say, hey, I'm a former perfectionist speaking about this. I can relate. Um, so if I go out, you know, in high school, I threw hard and I struck out a lot of people. So, I mean, I had a game in high school where I struck out 21 batters out of 21 faiths. And so when you get to the college level, especially the division one level and the upper, you know, top 10 school, everyone in the lineup has been working as hard as you have as far as on the mound and they, they can fight and they can battle and it was not easy. Um, so when, when I get a hit off of me or someone would hit a home run, I would walk home like I failed, like that entire day was a failure, the entire game, all or nothing, black and white thinking. Um, and I think, I mean, that's really essentially what it boiled down for, for me. And it was really hard for me to accept that things are not going to go perfectly. And when something didn't go right for me, I, I really crumbled. It was really hard for me to recover. Um, and of course my junior and senior year, I got, I got better than my freshman and sophomore, but it was just a wake up call. Cause I know if I came in with those skills, I would have had a much better career as far as performance wise goes. But now looking back, I've learned so much. And in the moment, it was definitely tough for me to realize what I was learning at the time. But um, now I'm, I'm definitely grateful for those experiences and, and what I've learned from that and where it's taken me. So 
how speaking now how dealing with a lot of the athletes especially at the high school level the middle school level and and mm -hmm. even collegiate the battle with perfection uh, because adults still have those same issues even outside of sports what are some of the things that you do uh, and encourage parents to do to help their athlete get over the idea of perfection especially in a sport like softball uh, a sport yeah. like baseball, like a sport where you are, you will never go, you will never bat a thousand over the season. You're never going to strike right. everyone out. So imperfection is part of the game. And so what are things that you try to work with parents on how they can instill that with their kids? Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh. With, with our youth athletes, parents are essential. And so with, with, when we give pitching lessons, I tell our girls bring a catcher and nine times out of 10, that catcher is a parent and I'm one of the instructors who love that. I'm like, please come in and catch your daughter so that I can talk to you <laughs> basically. Um, giving permission to fail is huge. I think especially coming from a parent because kids, kids will always listen to their parent more than anyone else, even though it may not feel like that sometimes. Yep. Um, so just telling your child like, hey, I know you're going to make mistakes and that's literally part of the game. So let's prepare and plan for how we're going to respond when that happens. Um, so I try to get our parents to really get on board with that message. And then in the actual lesson, the parents may not know this or not, but I try so hard and teach our instructors as well to model how we would like our parents to respond to their kiddos. And so we'll ask to the kid, you know, how are we going to respond to this mistake when it happens, not if, when, because it will. And let's have a response ready and let's, let's figure out how to face that. Um, so I would say that's the number one. And then two, be aware of how you as a parent react to mistakes in your everyday life. Because if you have a reactive parent that, you know, a little mistake happens, like maybe you get a parking ticket or something. Oh my I don't believe this is awful. I, you know, I, I'm so stupid and things like that, that you're saying to yourself as a parent, your kids are just soaking that in and they're going to repeat the exact words in a different situation to themselves. Um, one of the things I, I say a lot is the way the parent speaks to the child becomes that child's own voice in the way they speak to themselves. So it's really important to just be aware and keep yourself in check, hold yourself accountable as a parent which, you know, I'm learning now. I got a two-month-old baby. is much harder than it is to say than do, but, uh, but it's something that you got to do for sure. So, Well, and for any of the parents listening, we have uh, a few episodes on the Compete Every Day podcast about building positive self-talk. So for any parent that's like listening to this and thinking, oh gosh, I, I, I can see where I've been saying certain things. We have some resources for them on that. One of the other things that's big uh, with high school athletes today that I'm interested in, even college and, and to a degree younger pro athletes, is dealing with social media, dealing with the comments and the trolls and the people that are mm -hmm. out there, which greatly impact not only our mindset, how we mm -hmm. maybe perceive ourselves, uh, but we let them get in our head and take us out of the moment. What are, you know, what are you seeing as a coach? What are you seeing in healthy athletes and how they're managing the ongoing social? And then what are you seeing in athletes that are struggling a little bit more? Yeah. Um, man, the social media thing is crazy because you've got collegiate athletes that are, you know, big time celebrities, which maybe, you know, that's not so weird if we're talking football or men's basketball, but now like female athletes are getting into that light too, which I think is awesome. They get the, 
you know, the spotlight on them on the ESPN, which is showing, well, they were showing all the preseason games in the NCAA level, which yep. I don't know if they've ever done that before, which is really pretty cool. So then you turn around and you've got thousands of followers. Um, these high school athletes that are, you know, very elite and getting a lot of attention in their high schools are getting the same. Um, and then you have a bad game and you turn around and there's comments about it and they're reading it and all of that. So it's, it is part of something we need to manage and include into coaching, I think, and just making athletes that have a lot of follow followers that they're aware of that. Um, I've had meetings about this and, you know, as the game grows for you, at the more elite you become, the more of a distraction that social media becomes for you because you have more eyes on you. And it's just, it's almost like a microscope of when I'm playing in a game, people are watching everything I do. Well, now yeah. people outside of that game and that arena are watching everything that you do. So if we boil it down to that and just realize like, hey, it's just like, it's just like the way you play when you're in a game, it can be helpful. Um, and just help help an athlete kind of keep it into perspective and being able to turn it off is really important. I would say not all the time, of course, I'm not a big fan of like all or nothing on anything, but walk away from that and turn it off. If you're realizing it's really being a distraction for at least, you know, a few days a week and having a parent or an adult help them with that, I think is big as well. Um, yeah, that's such a, such a big thing that needs to be talked about with parents, coaches, teammates, everybody, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is there, is there anything else that you're seeing that's quite common among the athletes, at least you're working with there in the Oklahoma area that mm -hmm. maybe we haven't talked about that, that you see as a, a trend or a growing trend that, that potentially parents seem to be aware of if they're not already? Yeah. Um, I think one of the big things is keeping athletes to a one sport type thing at a very young age like really recognize like well i'm going all softball i'm going all baseball all, all basketball type thing playing other sports especially in high school or when you're younger is so helpful to confidence um you know knowing that oh well i didn't have a great volleyball season but i could turn around and play well in, in softball is huge or just like taking the pressure off of that one sport because we see kids you know, and when I have them, I want to help them. And but if if that means we don't get to see them during the months of October because basketball's in, that's what we do. You know, uh, I'm a big fan of that, and I wish parents would understand like you're not going to hurt your child for that college scholarship by allowing them to play another sport. If anything, it's it's helpful in their athletic ability and having confidence in that. So I would really encourage parents to allow their child to play at least one other sport while they can. Because once they get to the college level, that's usually that's all you do. I do know a few dual sport uh, college athletes out there, but they're very few and far to come by. So, and, and and so beyond that, because we love the conversation around having fun and, and playing the multiple sports. When coaching the athletes, how are you? Are you working with the parents on the things that in the other sports they may be involved in? How do you work with those other coaches and groups so that it's kind of a seamless process for everyone that helps the athlete still have fun, still develop in, in the skills that you're focused on them with without putting them into that tunnel? Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm always one to open. I'm like, hey, I'm happy to talk to your basketball coach or your travel ball coach or whoever. I communication lines are open with me. I don't know if that's the same for every single coach, but 
when I see an athlete and I know that they're in another sport or maybe they have another passion, um, I have a few athletes that are artists or, or something like that. I try to relate things in metaphors quite a bit, but because everyone can always understand that. And then things like core strength or leg strength, you know, agility, um, athletic movements in general that are just, you know, you're going to see those across the board in just about every single sport. I don't, I can't think of a sport out there where you, can, you don't need core strength, you know? Yep. So <laughs> we tell them like, hey, if you're playing basketball, practice this. This will help you with your shot. This will help you with your footwork on the base pass also. Um, and helping them understand that there's so many movements that relate across the board between sports, so. And are you, do you get a lot of pushback? I mean, because obviously being the head coach kind of running your program, you have a little more control on who comes in and, and who goes out, but are you seeing a ton of pushback or are you seeing parents are a lot more open to this approach of working, you know, multiple sports, here's how this benefits and, and translates in other areas, being open to at least understanding that. You know, I found the people that continuously come to us get it. Uh, and I don't know if that's because, you know, I, I'm a big proponent and you train other people and how they're going to treat you. Yep. And so we work really hard on doing that in our lessons. And the people that are not on board with that usually are not the ones we continue seeing. Um, you know, and I get that, like, we're not going to be everyone's cup of tea and that's okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I think in general, we, most of our kiddos play at least one other sport in high school. Um, it's the ones that start really, really young in the super competitive leagues, which isn't a bad thing. I'm not saying that it's, it can be awesome, but those parents, I'm telling you from the T-ball level seem to be super intense. <laughs> and, then, and then as their kiddos grow, kids start to figure what they like, what they don't like. The parents tend to chill out more. So by the time you have a kiddo, that's a senior in high school, most of our seniors that we have, which is less than our younger kiddos, have parents that are pretty supportive and understand how it's supposed to be. And if you look at professional athletes, most of them, you have to love the game to be at the professional level that you're in, and you have to have a strong support system. So as you go up the, the ladder, you know, from t-ball to professional, when you get to the professional level, your parents are on board with you know, gaining confidence, playing other sports, being an athlete, enjoying what you're doing. And the ones that aren't, those kids don't continue playing. So, um, yeah, I think, especially I'm thinking about our older athletes that we work with, those parents are definitely on board with what we do. They get it and they are buying in 100%, which I appreciate more than they even know. <laughs> so, yeah, one of the things that, that you just mentioned, I'd love to kind of touch on before we wrap up is the idea of you have to love the game. You have to love the process. And, and it's really easy in today's world to love the attention and the outcome versus the actual process. Um, what are some things that, that you do to and encourage parents to do to help just encourage their athletes to embrace and love the process more and not just the, the outcome on game day, but the actual development piece building to that? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Gosh. Um, we have, have a mentorship program that we'll be putting online soon so that we can have other athletes from other areas, other sports going through this. But the first time we ran, it was just awesome. Um, each of our athletes got a, a performance handbook or log kind of thing. And on each day of their competitions, we have a 
kind of a scale zero to 10 on your focus level that they rank themselves and a scale zero to 10 on performance outcomes. So if we're talking softball, at the end of the game, they sit down and they rank, was my focus level today a 10, which would be like lights out ball, you know, playing, throwing no hitters, that sort of thing, just everything in slow motion in the zone. Or was it a zero, which is just totally scattered, not focused, energy not there. And that it's really cool to see that when our athletes realize well, my focus was an eight, my performance was an eight, much higher as well. Um, so we, we really stressed that and it was cool to see these groups that we ran understand that my focus is what matters and how I stay focused is when I really invest in the little things like hustle or, you know, making eye contact with my shortstop across the field before we roll a double play kind of thing. Um, effort, all those things that are not on a statistic sheet at the end of a game <laughs> are outcomes. If we invest in the process, the little things, the outcomes tend to happen. Sometimes they may not be what we expect, but that's when we make adjustments. So um, yeah, our, our performance logs and performance scales have been so helpful in that. And that's something that we'll start offering online as well to purchase. So I love it. I love it. Well, and, and that goes into some things we've had some other guests share regarding this idea of praising effort, praising being mm -hmm. a good teammate, praising being on time, the things that you want the child to continually take to heart as uh, important are the things you praise versus just focusing on the hits and the runs and, and things mm -hmm. of that nature. So uh, it's helpful to hear you talk about that as well and, and reinforce that. Nicole, for anyone that wants to get connected, learn about the work you're doing in Oklahoma, but also find out about a lot of the things that you do online, where can we get mm -hmm. best connected with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're on Facebook and Instagram at Be Complete, at Be Complete Athletics is how you'll find us. And then we also have a website at BeCompleteAthletics.com. Um, those are probably the best way to get in touch with me. And yeah, I'm happy to help. I'm, I'm definitely at a time where I can take on a few more clients for performance coaching. Um, we're looking for more adult level, college level clients for those. And then for our youth level athletes, definitely contact us about ways we can train confidence and assertiveness at our facility or online as well. So yeah. Love it. I love it. And for any of the parents listening, we will be linking to all of that in the show notes so that you're able to get connected uh, with Nicole and her team, find out more, and obviously continue to pour into your youth athlete and set them up for success. Nicole, this has been a blast. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I had an awesome time. Thanks, Mom and Dad, for tuning in to another episode of the Raising Competitors podcast. As always, to get connected and learn more, check out RaisingCompetitors.com. And be sure to support the show by checking out CompeteEveryday.com. You can find some motivational apparel for yourself, for your kids, great podcasts, and other programs that we offer at Compete Every Day. Until then, keep instilling in your kids the importance of competing every day and setting them up for success in school, in sports, and in life. This is the Raising Competitors Podcast.